Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, if you want to follow up on anything that I'm about to share, you can go to blog lgbthealthlink.org where you will find a written version with all of the links. Let's jump in with our first piece of the week, modeling HIV prevention during the pandemic. A study led by Kate Mitchell examined how the COVID-19 pandemic might impact HIV rates among queer men in the U.S. Using modeling of Baltimore as an example, they found that if the number of sexual partners was reduced by 25% for six months due to shutdowns, and there was no dip in HIV prevention services, that new HIV infections could be reduced by an average of 12.2%. On the other hand, if the number of partners remained the same during the pandemic and service access dipped, as many of us suspect that it may have, particularly at the beginning, there would be an average 10.5% increase in infections over a one-year period. The results show the importance of maintaining service delivery, especially as sexual activity returns to pre-pandemic norms over the next uh, weeks and months ahead. Next up, alcohol use among queer women. Researchers led by Brianna McGow explored alcohol use among sexual minority women, who tend to experience alcohol use disorder at about twice the rate as their heterosexual peers. They found that alcohol use, as well as levels of social support and discrimination, were all associated with symptoms of depression. Interestingly, though, they did not find that discrimination was associated with alcohol use. The results are part of the PRIDE study, which is something that we've discussed before, and is basically a a big effort to collect more data on LGBT health. Next up, Equality Act returns to Congress. Gay City News reported that the Equality Act, which would ban discrimination against LGBT individuals in a number of areas, has been reintroduced in Congress. The bill has previously passed the House, but has not made progress in the Senate. The law would expand on the Supreme Court ruling that included LGBT folks in employment non-discrimination law, and that ruling is slowly kind of spreading around to other areas of the law. People can bring uh, court cases and say, look, the law uh, prohibits discrimination on the basis of sex in housing too, so you should apply the Supreme Court's rationale. And that's kind of slowly what's happening, but this this law would solidify it, expand on it, um, and also, I think, importantly, uh, add some visibility and clarity so that people know for sure that this kind of discrimination is not permitted. Our next story looks at trans masculine folks and PrEP. Researchers led by Sari Reisner examined PrEP use among trans masculine individuals who have sex with men. They found that 84% had heard of PrEP and 67% were interested in PrEP. However, only 28% were actually on PrEP at the time of the study, 
and only two-thirds of those who were on PrEP were using it consistently. So basically, there's a huge gap there between the number of people who are interested in PrEP, which is like two in three, and the number of people who are consistently using it, um, which is you know somewhere around uh, 20%. So um, definitely some education and outreach and access issues that, that could be addressed to help uh, close that gap between those who are interested and those who are actually uh, using PrEP. And in our final story of the week, Chosen Families Matter and Leave Laws. The Center for American Progress explored why it's important for LGBT individuals that families of choice be considered in paid family and medical leave policies. Fewer than half of LGBT Americans say that they would rely on their uh, families of origin if they were sick, uh, and fewer than one-third said that they would rely on a spouse. Instead, a lot of people um, in our communities are relying on uh, friends, partners who may not be legally recognized, um, as well as their chosen family, people that, that they you know choose to have in their life who they want to be able to take care of and have take care of them. And those types of people are not usually contemplated in kind of the traditional um, family and medical leave model. Coverage for LGBT people is especially important given the health and socioeconomic disparities that the community faces. Our community more than any needs to be able to, uh, to have someone to take care of us or to take care of someone else and not lose that paycheck or that job. So definitely an important uh, topic to be explored. Well, that closes out another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, you can head to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to check out any of these stories for yourselves. And I hope you will tune in next week for another edition of our Roundup.